0: Welcome in, everybody. Cockhouse Sports, back week four. Here with a brand new episode for y'all. Thank you for tuning in. So, Aiden. What's up? Welcome to another episode. Man, what a juicy week we've had in our league, the bench warmers. For those who aren't in our league, huge trades went down today. Um, a couple days ago, last week, last week, you know, it's it's things are moving, things are progressing, the season's going along. It's exciting. It's awesome to be back in the NFL season and the role of things. Some people are probably ready to get out of it. Peyton, <laughs> Nick, you know, guys like that. Maybe Reed, Reed, yeah, no. Reed. get out of it, Reed. You know. It, Football could be getting a little dull now because your team's not looking good. But hey, we got solutions for you at the end of the episode for how to work out the best, juiciest trades. First off, we're going to get right into it. We're going to have a shorter episode today just because it's halftime. Got to get back to the Miami Dolphins Bengals game. First, prayers for Tua. That hey, was, prayers up for Tua. Prayers up for Tua. I hope he's alive. In all reality, though. We was, have no idea that what happened. Super sad. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, shout out to the Hawaii boy. I'm gonna miss him. Anyways. Alrighty, I'm gonna give you a little hot or not. I'm gonna start with the QB Ooh. room, and I want you to tell me right now: Are they hot for the rest <laughs> of the season, or are they a not? And that guy is gonna be Kyler Murray. <laughs> hot or not? Hot or not? Not. Really? Why I don't is like that, Kyler? Why don't uh, you like Kyler?
1: That guy's fast, athletic, good ball. Modern warfare. I think I think that's the reason why is modern warfare. Yeah, it's too much of a gamer. He's not into the. He's not into the real game that he gets paid to do. Yeah, he doesn't seem checked in right with. Um, no, I don't. Would you try to get rid of him? I would try and get rid of him, um, but probably after he has a good game. But mm. just the receiving options aren't looking well. They're just. They just don't seem to have it together. Um, I think anytime you're, you're throwing the ball to. Hollywood Brown, who has good games, but also has a brick for hands, and, <laughs> your, and your wide receiver too, is uh, Greg Dortch, yeah. who no one in the world knew <laughs> who he was until until two weeks ago was. Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good call. I think I think he's a good quarterback, and I don't think mm-hmm. you're gonna I don't think you're gonna lose really. He'll finish top, He'll probably be top ten. I think top ten is fine. Do you think top ten? that barely, I mean, if
0: you drafted him pretty de- middle of the pack but but the guys you draft so, him for so top the guys 10. the
1: guys that you that you d- was drafted over yeah. like a Jalen Hurts or yeah that's true like even like I know Tom Brady's not even doing great but like that's, that's Joe Burrow Joe Burrow even Trevor who's looking Church like juice. he's yep. he's got some juice um law waiver guy yeah so yeah. i just don't like where he was drafted um so yeah i'd say i'd say not um, my hot or not? Give one to me. I'm, I got one for you. We'll go. We'll go running back. We'll go Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Hot hmm. or not?
0: It's tough. I'm gonna say not, but I wouldn't be too worried about him. Just because the Chiefs, their offense is excellent, but man, they get um, McKinnon in there. They get Pacheco in there. They get Clyde in there. So it's it's almost splitting time three ways. And for that reason, I am out. Right, that's a not for me. <clears throat> Alrighty. Are you hot or not on Curtis Samuel? Ooh. Breakout player. Hmm. Uh off the waiver guy. Nobody really had high expectations for him, but man, is he producing for Washington right now? Are you hot or not his overall for the end of the year? Or are you out on him right now? Trade him.
1: I'd say not again. I think Curtis really? Samuel's I think Curtis Samuel is a good player. Um, but there's just a lot of mouths to feed in that offense. You got Scary Terry, obviously Samuel, and you got Jahan Dotson, who are all, um, all really good receivers and could all have breakout games at different points. Um, but I do think, I do think in the coming weeks, things will probably start to level out and even out and where Terry will get more looks because they understand that he's the guy. They didn't pay him all that money just to. Mm-hmm. pass the ball to the Curtis Samuel all the time. Um, Who's uh, Who would you say has a better than the end of the year?
0: Would you say um, Curtis Samuel or let's go with a Christian Kirk?
1: Oh, Kirk. You think so? Yeah, Kirk's the one. Trevor's Trevor's a way better passer than um, Wentz is. Um, so far in our polls,
0: it looks like Oh, Christian Kirk is quite a bit above uh,
1: Curtis Samuel. Boy, well, I know not I just, quite a bit, just two. Just a little bit. I, yeah. I like I like the Jaguars this year. i um, in the tight ends. Um, mm. <laughs> we'll go a little. We'll go a little mid range tight end here. Who's who's playing well for a decent team? But are you hot or are you not for Tyler Higby? Hmm. Tyler Higby. I am actually hot for Tyler Higby. He's produced pretty well
0: Mm -hmm. throughout this uh, first few weeks. Last year, I actually had him on my team before I traded him away, but he was decently average last year. This year, getting a lot more looks, a lot more targets, a little more um, game plan for him, and I think another year with Matthew Stafford has been good, Uh, especially because the tight end position is such a hard uh, position to – just get and be consistent in. So I'm going to say for that reason I'm hot on Tyler. This goes after him. There's maybe a few more and then it really drops off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'll be, I'm hot on Tyler Higby. Um, now I'm going to, this will be a little interesting one. Oh. Now I'm going to give you a defense. And of course you don't want to have defenses the whole year. You're going to kind of ride them. But are you hot or are you not on sticking with the Eagles for a good amount of time? Oof.
1: I'm hot. Yeah? I like the Eagles. Right mm-hmm. now
0: they're currently a free agent in our
1: league. Ah. Um. Yeah, I think it. Uh, def- defenses are tough because I, I don't normally r- roll with one defense. Nine sacks
0: against the Commanders last week. Nine. That's nine points. That's nine points right there. That's right a lot there.
1: more than uh my Chargers. Yeah. Not my Chargers, but the Chargers D yeah. got me uh negative six. So Rough. thank you, Derwin James yeah. and Joey Bosa and, Eagles
0: do play Jacksonville. Which Jacksonville gave the Chargers that negative six, so
1: Yeah, I don't I, I like the Eagles defense. Um I think I think I would be comfortable. if I had to pick one of these little free agent teams here. Uh, defensive teams. I think. I think I'd be comfortable with the Eagles. I know yep. they have a fairly they have a fairly easy schedule.
0: Yep. There are three right now rating for defenses. Um,
1: and Darius Slay looks excellent. And mm-hmm. Bradbury's there. And Fletcher oh, Cox. Fletcher Cox monster up the middle. Are you hot or are you not for the wide receiver one for the Las Vegas Raiders? Devonte Adams. No. I said the wide receiver one, Mac Hollins.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mac (laughs) Hollins, man. What a game that was. I watched that uh, highlights back, and Mac is a monster. Big, tall, fast. just strong, can jump. (laughs) He definitely looked, I'm not going to say as good as Hunter Renfro, but a different kind of receiver to Hunter. Well, he didn't fumble twice in a game. No, he did not fumble twice in a game, nor got concussed. He actually mossed the dude and said that he was too small. So I'm still gonna be not, because I know when Hunter gets mm. back, he will play. Mac will go back down to the wide receiver three. He's probably moved up to wide receiver three mm. after this whole thing. But still, that's too many weapons on that Raiders team with Devontae and um, Waller, Hunter, Jacobs. So I'm gonna say no for Mac. but he might be, a, if he has another game like that and they put him in the system, then that uh, might be something you put on your bench. Mm.
1: All right. Uh, let's move on to this, a different section here. Uh, we're gonna give you some advice and insights on what we see as valuable in the spectrum of waivers and trades with league mates. Um, so, Nick, when it comes when, when your weekends and you got a dud from N- Njoku or someone, uh-huh. uh, what is what do you what do you look for on the waivers to help fill that void for the next week?
0: Well, first thing is uh, I've done my homework uh, Sunday and Monday. I know uh, injuries. That's one. you got to know who got hurt, mm-hmm. um, who's their backup, mm. receiver, running back, quarterback, whatever it may be. There's a, if somebody gets hurt, you got to know that there are backups there. For example, uh, I can use one of the guys I just grabbed. I grabbed uh, Jalen Warren. I believe that's his name, right? Jalen Warren for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. I grabbed Jalen Warren, who is Najee's backup. And Najee has a tendency to miss some games here and there. And just in case, Jalen Warren looks like a stud. like He looks like he can be a workhorse Mm -hmm. for them in filling that role. So I went and grabbed him early, just in case for those kinds of things. Mm. That's something that you have to look at for waivers. Number two is you always got to look at um, who's having big games and who's being schemed into their games. Um, there's not really many examples now, but earlier week one, week two would have been Curtis Samuel. He was not picked up in the draft. He was on the waivers. Jason ended up getting him, which is stupid. Um, but that's like a guy that you look at week one, you say, wow, like he's being schemed. He's being put around in the backfield. Mm -hmm. He's being used like a Debo Samuel. And then week two, you saw the same thing. So boom. I mean, I would have, I should have picked him up week one, but I didn't. But guys like that, I mean, you could still be watching it. Another one, Jamal Agnew for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He gets schemed into their game quite a bit, and Marvin Jones just got hurt, and he's done. Not done, done, but done for a little bit. So that's another. He could be moved up to wide receiver two there, wide receiver three. Zay Jones is a little hurt. So things like that. you got to look at injuries. you got to look at who's being uh, fitted into the system. And as time goes on, it's going to get harder and harder to find those guys. But the third thing, and the last thing I have to say on waivers, is keep an eye out for what your teammates drop. Uh, for example, Darnell Mooney, who has not seen any targets whatsoever. Justin Fields threw the ball 20 times so far, three games. Yeah. And somebody's going to drop him because why would you want to have that on the bench? Mm-hmm. But let's say the Bears figure out their passing game. And a week eight, week nine rolls around, and Darnell Mooney's sitting out there. That's a good pickup, because mm-hmm. if the, if he does work, he's open all the time. He runs routes. He's good, and they're just not getting it to him. So things like that, people will drop. Uh, Abby just dropped Dak, and and uh, Ben swooped up and grabbed him. So just keep an eye out for uh, teammates dropping guys. And other than that, though, you just gotta do your homework. Uh, kind of keep up on it, and. If there's somebody there in the waivers that you got a feeling about, just you take your chance. You never know.
1: I think I have one, I have one more thing. Mm-hmm. Too. I don't think you touched on. Or you kind of do with the scheming. But a big thing that I look at is just usage. Um, you can look at, so I think week one, what did Duvernay have? Like four catches mm-hmm. for two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I need a lot of points. Yeah. And someone snatched him up. Yeah. he had a lot of points. He's back on the waivers. Game. And it's like, I think Reed just picked him up today. Again? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and people like to look at, oh, look how many points he scored last week. But then, like, what I look at is he doesn't look great right now because he's the, the number two running back. For But, for example, I I grabbed Tyler Algier again. and mm-hmm. He put up 10-ish carries. And yeah. like, it was, like, 30 yards. But, I mean, that's something. And in the case of, like, Cordero, know Cordero yeah. gets hurt. Um, Damian Williams already got hurt. Or something, mm-hmm. like, that's... He already has ten carries and that's that's more than anyone else is carrying the ball and he's and, and the starting running back for him is uh Cordero is getting older. So I mean yeah, looking usage. Who's getting it's like, oh okay, this person only had two catches, but it's like but they were nar- 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 targeted time no, I was gonna say targeted nine <laughs> <laughs> targeted like no, nine times. Like that's something. Like,
0: yeah.
1: like yeah. the only example I can think of which isn't a great one, is like Kyle Phillips. Mm-hmm. Like week one, he was targeted a lot. And then yeah. I, he kind of dropped off and I off. dropped him. But I mean...
0: And maybe Crystal Lave targeted yeah. 13 times, could drop off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you could. It's possible. Oh. <laughs> so don't don't look at how they performed, but look at a lot of like the the behind the scene things. of mm-hmm. like. All right, they got a lot of opportunities and there's there's bound to be a, a time where they... Uh,
0: yeah. And you never know. That. Sometimes you're going to have to play those guys on your bench. I mean, that's literally what wins games is when... You have somebody that's projected 13, 14 points, but you just got a bad feeling or it's a tough matchup. They have a really good corner on them. And you play that guy that's only projected eight points, and yet they flip-flop and your bench dude does way better. It happens all the time. And it is so hard to make that decision, to bench somebody that's, you know, the name value, the star, and to not play them. It's a tough thing to do, but sometimes you got to think about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Alrighty, and our last question uh what is your kind of philosophy on trades? What do you look at when you're looking to make a trade or if you're somebody someone to you and you're thinking about negotiating or taking mm-hmm. it, what is kind of what goes on in your head when you're looking at a trade or making one
1: um so when i when I look at trades I It sounds super stupid and cheesy, but it's like, you got to remember that this, the person that you're trading with wants a good trade too. Yep. So we got people in our league who are, I want to trade you Darren Waller and Kyle Pitts for, uh, and then just gives you 12 star players and your bench and another person's bench or something stupid. Just a lot of players, a lot of good players or, uh... I won't say any names, but uh, I want a star tight end, but you in return... Or in return, I'm going to give you Geno Smith and Damian Harris. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, like...
0: That can't happen.
1: You got to... You got you to gotta <sighs> look at value and realize that the other people are going to look at value. Um, so what I do is I look at what I need. So like, currently I, I need... I would, I would love to have like a good backup running back. So I'm going to go and talk to people who have decent running backs or people who need wide receiver help because I'm really... I feel like I'm, I'm pretty set on wide receiver right now with Waddle, Brown, and Olave, and Ayuk and the Flex. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try and I try and find people who need help in that regard, or I look at people who are at the bottom of um the wins. So we got a guy who was 0-3, and I know if he get, gets 0-4, that guy's going to be desperate for some trades. Um, So you can kind of uh, twist his arm a little bit there. So yep. I it's think the best point. thing is, like, you know, you have to take a risk. Um, you have to trade good players for good players. Um, so it's kind of, it's it's honestly a gamble, but you need to, you just need to think to yourself, like, okay, what does this person need? What do I need? W- what do I find more valuable than this person? Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, like, just text people. Just talk to them. And, yeah. like, don't, don't reveal your hand. Like, yeah. if they don't want your player, then don't try and push it on them. Or make sure you don't act like you really want another player, just like play your cards close to yourself um but just be fair and understand that other people want to win too.
0: That's a great point i mean that's that's really how it goes, and you gotta be able to look at your team honestly, and you gotta really take a look like do I think my team can win with what it's at now? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, every week is different. you never know how many points you can you're gonna put up, but When it comes to the longevity of your team, like sometimes your team has to go through a little uh, recycling in order Uh for it to be better down the road. And that could mean, you know, giving up a lot of big name guys that you don't want to lose because it's their name. They have the value in their name, but they're not producing. You just got to rip that bandit off and get rid of them. Who knows? They could produce. It's all a gamble. It's all a risk. That's what fantasy football is. Mm-hmm. It's about taking those shots. But for me, I'm more of in the Los Angeles Rams kind of mindset of management where I'm okay with my bench being all right, but I want uh, big names where it counts, wide receiver, quarterback, uh, running back. Like I want I want big-time guys mm-hmm. and make big-time plays in those positions. And I don't want to have any other doubts about like the other ones. So I'm, I'm willing to have my bench be a little more shaky. I'm letting I'm I'm okay with having like uh not the best flex or uh taking a chance on rookies in those areas because mm-hmm. you just don't know. So it's all kind of a gamble, but at the end of the day, you got to look at your team honestly and uh if you know that your team's sliding, you got to make moves. And that could mean pulling the plug on some big name guys. Mm-hmm. That's just how it goes. That's fantasy football. If you don't do it, you're know, probably uh, not going to make the playoffs. Right. But, anyways, thank you guys all for listening into Cockhouse Sports, uh, episode four. It's been a pleasure, and uh, we got to get back to this game. Uh, Justin has already put up 16 points for Joe Mixon, whom I just traded to him, <laughs> and so because I'm not there, he well, keeps he running you 11 from uh, Joe Burrow.
1: Oh, okay, that's not yeah. much. Not much. Not bad so, at all.
0: Not bad. Alrighty, till next time, Cockhouse gang. Thank you guys. Alrighty. See you next week. Cock, cock, cock.